Good morning. This is the Developing Leaders 1420 podcast. I'm Ryan Lamb. I'm Cole Law. Morning, Cole. Morning, Ryan. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing actually pretty good. Good. It's early. It is early. On a Saturday. Yeah. So why would we get up early on a Saturday and come in here? uh, Well. What you got going on today? Family's all still asleep. Yeah. They were all asleep when I left. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Man, it's difficult to get up early and do things after working five days this yeah. week. It's uh, I don't know. I mean, I get up and go, you know, I hunting do. and stuff on the weekends. I do too. I do, but yeah. it is still difficult because the mind starts to switch off. Hey, no hunting season. Mm-hmm. You just work five days. Hey, yeah. you put in fifty hours this week. Take a break. Take a break. Yeah, take a break. Take a break. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's why we kind of started this time we did. We figured it would be a difficult task this morning, oh, and what yeah. better morning to do a difficult task than than today? Yeah, so and my wife about my wife gets to work up. today. Oh, so, does she? Yeah, so she, that's what I'm. You know, okay. I get a chance to get up early while they're still, you know, uh, got the mattress attached to their back and okay. drooling and slobbering stuff. And hopefully they're sleeping peaceful right now. But uh, Good. yeah, no. So by them getting the chance to sleep, I get up early and I get some stuff done. So whenever yeah. I get back, she gets to go to do some work and I get to play with kiddos when I get home. So yeah, we're going to have a daddy day, which is really fun. It'll be fun. We're going to have a similar day. I got one of mine is gone out of town. I got my youngest at the house. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be a fun day. Yeah. We're going to do quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I talked to a guy yesterday. I told him, hey, we're going to podcast five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah. Like, Man, got to think about it, though, dude. Yeah. Regardless of what time I go to bed, yeah. if I get up at 5 and podcast, guess what? My family is not inconvenienced no. really at all. No, no, no. I'm inconvenienced on time. That's okay. But they're not. I don't miss any time with Correct. them. Correct. Really. I may might miss a little bit by the time I get back, but it's not going to be much. Very, very minuscule. That's right. That's I right. get to spend all day with them because I decided to get up, yep. take care of it before they got up. Yeah. I didn't have to do anything else. That's it. Get inconvenienced up. me, but it didn't inconvenience them. You get up, do the thing. You do it whenever they're not doing anything, so you can do things with them whenever they're awake. That's right. Kind of so like this. So I don't know about you, but uh, of course I've been out. I haven't been working out, and right. I've been uh, anyways. Been a little while since we recorded. Uh, I'm not going to bear anybody with the details there, but been a little sick, if you will. But I get to start working out again Monday. Okay, I'm excited about it. But on my workouts, I get up in the mornings before everybody else gets up, okay, to go work out. That's what we do right. because we don't want to take time away from the family, but we still have that, you know, uh, I guess box to check that we need to do something, you know, to better our physical abilities. So, Okay, for sure. What we talk about today? What's, who's the guy that tells you uh, to keep the mattress on your back? Who's that the... I don't know about you, but uh, sometimes I want to hit the snooze button. Sometimes I want to, um, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, I guess being fat last time. You know, I mean, to sum it up, that's probably what everybody else heard. That's not necessarily the intentions. But, uh, you know, who tells you, said, man, you know what? You probably do need to eat that uh, that donut or that ice cream cone or that extra deal. Uh, or just don't worry about getting up earlier, man. You know, you've been working five days this week. Why would you get up, you know, at four o'clock right. and get up and right. go um, do something, you know, especially something that you're one, you know, it's not a hobby of yours. It's not anything you're getting paid for, but why would you? So there's always the, I don't know about you know, with you. Actually, I do. Cause we talk about it every day. It seems like uh, we have this person that's inside of us that's saying, Earth being, if you will. I'm going to say, because I, I think it's a being, say, hey, don't worry about it. Take it easy. You know, you don't have to today. Don't push yourself. You did so good yesterday. You don't need to do today. Or, you know, you were feeling a little puny today. You kind of coughed a little bit. You know, don't worry about it. But you know who that, that guy is? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think everybody might label that differently. I know what I look at him as. My wife and I talked about it last night, kind of gave her the, you know, hey, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're talking mm-hmm. about. We just kind of talked about it briefly. And yeah. For me, I look at that guy, I mean, that guy's the devil for me. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, I mean, it's, if you're non-believers, hey, you might say the devil's inside of us, right? Yeah. Whatever holds you back. But I would say, yeah. singular, the devil is trying to hold me back from doing whatever it is. Man, if he can convince me that it's okay to do this little lazy thing. Yeah. 
then he can keep me back from doing big things. Absolutely. So, I mean, so, it might be, Cole said, the donut, whatever you said. We always refer to him as, you know, that guy as we're talking. But again, whenever we right. start, you know, breaking it down, and I do believe that, you know, as well, you know, right. uh, I believe it's more of a, who, who would want me? I have to th- look at it. You know, I know what I want. I want to, to be my, my best physical, you know, self, my best mental self, my best emotional self. I want to be the best me I can be. But there's always a pull towards complacency. So who would want me to be complacent? Who would want me to not be my best self in my health and my eating? You know, who would want me? You see what I'm saying? So we have to drill that down. And you know, that guy, to me, again, I agree completely. I believe it is, you know, for me, it would be like Satan. It would be the devil. The devil does not want me. You know, always people always joke around. Oh, the devil made me do it. I think the devil made you not do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the devil made you not do the hard thing. The devil made you not, yeah. you know. Just go that extra mile whenever you should have. Yeah. Uh, complacency, laziness, um, apathy, you know, you whatever you want to call it. The devil convinces us. The devil convinces us that that path, the easy path, is the best path. And our body confirms it, right? Because, mm-hmm. oh, man, that was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really wanted to eat that thing. I looked at it. Yeah. I didn't. There's reward that comes from that. Yeah. But you, there's also, if you give in, there's instant pleasure that comes from it. There's going to be instant pleasure. You're going to- Instant gratification. Whatever the thing. Whatever, whatever it is. And you can, I mean, you can call it that guy. You know, yeah. I'm gonna, from now on, I think I'll probably call it the devil. But, you know, for, for the longest time, we've called it that guy. If you want to call it that guy, you feel uncomfortable, say, well, the devil, you know, oh, whatever, you know. You, you can call it, but I just have to drill down who's, who's working on me. Who's yeah. keeping me- from reaching my potential. Ultimately, it's me because I'm not doing it. But who's convincing me not to do it? Does that make sense? Because I, I have know. the I have the power to make the decision. You have 100 percent the power to. Make I the have decision. the power to make the decision. So I can't blame it necessarily just on the devil. It's me by giving in. So let me ask you a question: How do we overcome that little voice in our head that says "hit the snooze button"? How do we overcome that? punk mentality if you will how do we overcome that i mean is there there's no magic pill for it is there not no there's not i mean if there was man wouldn't that be awesome i don't know if it would be i guess right now just think about it, it'd be nice to be able to go come I and i could drop 40 with a light switch i could wake up with a light switch i could i could be where i wanted to be in life with just a flip of a switch but there's no reward that comes from that because the sense of uh, accomplishment that we're going to get from going through the growth, going through the growth. Okay, hundred percent. So I think back. So I think back when you're a little kid. What are we as parents? What do teachers, society? You can be anything you want to be when you grow up. Oh yeah. And then when you grow up, usually. Can, can we pause on that one real quick? We can. Yeah, go okay. ahead. I, I'm going off on a tangent <laughs> rabbit hole. So I was, <laughs> I was in the I think seventh grade, and uh, we were in Miss Freeman's class. It was a career class. Okay. okay. Yeah. And um, so we're sitting here going through this career class and um, he was like, you know, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, well, I want to be a crop duster pilot. You know, I want to be a crop duster. That's what I want to do. And then whenever you enter that into the system, the system said, uh, oh, by 2007, this career will be obsolete. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> you get to work for four yeah. years and like, oh, retire. Yeah. So, oh, crap. Um. And I was like, okay, well, you know, my dad's a forester, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I'll just be a forester. And then I put that in the system and it said, this career will be obsolete by 2007. By the way, we're in 2022. Uh, my best, Definitely not obsolete. My best, uh, uh, my other best friend that I, that I elk hunt with, he's a forester. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, he is. And I've got a lot of good friends that fly ag right now. And that's what I did for um, uh, 13 years of my life was, you know, I was a crop dusting pilot. So anyways, don't believe everything that they tell you when in career class because, no. you know, anyway. They don't know. That was a side note. My bad. That's okay. But, you know, I just listened to that and I go, that was computer. That was analytical data that was yeah. crunched and somebody what? else telling you what you could and couldn't do. But that is, I, I mean, that's they, also always it, goes into it. Somebody else is always trying to tell us what we can and can't do. Yeah. We can either listen to it or we can I'm say, sure they had the best intentions. I really do. I mean, they're I'm probably sure like, they by the way, you know. push you to commercial pilots because there was probably a shortage of commercial pilots at that time. 
I have no idea. I don't know. Let's get him flying, but let's yeah. get him. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him in the air, but we yeah. don't want him to. Yeah, like, yeah, we don't want him to feed the spray, world. Uh, yeah, chemicals on plants. Mm-hmm. But no, I just think about. It. I thought about that. So teachers, uh, principals, administration. Hey, Sunday school teachers, whatever the case, you can be anything you want to be when you yeah. grow up. But seldom do we embrace that in, into adulthood. I mean, seldom does a somebody continue to tell that. No, hey, we got to go to college. We got to check the box. We got to go do this job. No, literally, you can be anything you want to be. And we're talking about that guy. I think plays into that because it's that guy that tells you as you get older, no, you can't be. I hate that guy. Oh, dude, I hate sucks. that guy. He's kept me from a it's, lot of stuff. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, he's whispered the into my ear. Unknown. Yeah, you're not good enough. You know, uh, you're, you know, nobody's ever going to listen to you on a podcast. You know, you name it, whatever it is. That's right. You're you doing know. a podcast? That's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Yeah, nobody's going to listen to you. You're from northeast, okay, cool. southwest Arkansas, northeast Texas. Yeah. You're just, but you know what? That, who are you to? No. Yeah, no. No, that's no, okay. Just keep going. Just keep doing it because, you know, even, and we'll just tell you, this podcast right here, if it goes nowhere, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Perfectly fine. If you're listening, enjoy it. Hey, awesome. You Again, know what? I can share that. I can share it. But if you don't, you go, hey, it's okay. We're did doing you, a hard thing that's question. extremely difficult. Did you, extremely. Did you know how to do any? I mean, I Absolutely not. Okay. So you've learned how to set up all this, record, do all that. So I mean, much. On your own. I mean, that, yeah. that in and of itself is yeah. quite an accomplishment. So that's a win. That's a win. That's a win. Because maybe maybe the win's recording somebody else someday doing something, and now I know how to do it. Now you know how to do it. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but. Maybe the win was getting up at 4 o'clock this morning. You should be out here. <coughs> I set my alarm for 410. Did you? Four ten. Yeah. Well, I was up ten minutes before you. Yeah, uh, okay. you slept in. I did sleep in. What time did you go to bed last night? I don't know what time I went to bed last I bet night. You went to bed earlier than me. Oh, I know I did, dude. With little kids. Oh yeah, I was up to eleven thirty. Oh yeah, no, no, dude, I was definitely. Yeah, definitely. I was up. Yeah, what were you doing at eleven thirty? Hanging out with the wife. Yeah, just hanging out. Just hanging out. Okay. Had a little time. Casey, older son, come in from work. We sat in the kitchen, chit chatted for an hour. Oh, that's cool. No, nah, yeah. we were all asleep. Yeah, no, we he gets home at about nine thirty, so okay. chit chatting and hung out. But yeah, that guy. So, all right. So yeah. we know that we, there's not like this automatic pill that we take that goes yeah, away. No. What do we do? Is there anything that we can do um, to mitigate it to to build up a resistance to it to uh, to eventually be able to overcome him more? He's always going to be there. There's no fix to him not being there. But what can we do to, or what can we develop? To mitigate his effect on our, our our existence and our being and our legacy and because um, that's what it is. I mean, it's just like it it's is. a compounding effect. It's what that guy talks us into now and tells us that we're one we don't need to be doing and two we're not good enough to do. Right. You know what? I mean, it, it's it's a lasting effect. So what can we do to mitigate that? So we have to develop mental toughness. Okay. 100%. So we have to develop mental toughness. And I think you might listen to that and go, oh, well, mental toughness. Mental toughness. So, so what really, give me an example what of really mental is, toughness. Are we talking about, dude, we can take that all the way down to whatever you want. Getting okay. up at five o'clock. Okay. And saying, saying I'm going to get up at five o'clock is one thing. Right? Okay. That's a, that's a goal that you set for yourself. That's great. Yeah. But executing on that. Get executing. Up at five. Okay, okay. So the alarm goes off. So the mental toughness, it's, it, it all sounds good. Kind of like Mike Tyson. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Always. Yeah. Especially so, with Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hell of a punch to the face. No, man. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, It'd no. be like, I think I'd rather get kicked by a donkey. Yeah, that's a lot worse than a alarm clock going yeah. off in your ear to wake you up. But yeah, everybody's so, got a plan until they get punched in the face. A definition of mental toughness, and we'll tell you where we come up with the, the definitions and things like that and kind of right. what we're doing to develop our mental toughness. We actually went through a program uh, together, actually kind of separately, but we, we were, I think you were a day behind me in it. Okay. A day or two. I could have been there. There too behind me, but so what do we do to develop mental toughness? Did you know that that there's courses out there that we can take that will and people out there that uh, are um, educated to help one develop one's mental toughness? Yeah, guys, listen to us. I'm, hey, we okay. went through one it's mental toughness training. Yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of good programs from a lot of good people. Yep, and hey, it's a biblical principle. I'm sure. It's just a good principle to practice in life. We seek wise counsel. So, so we find a guy like we did, and uh, we just followed the program. So 
on this program, it was, you know, I never had really Googled the definition. I think maybe I had, but there's a gajillion different definitions. But this program that went through, it's, it's a collection of values and attitudes uh, and behaviors and emotions that enable you to overcome any obstacle. Okay, so you basically get to the point to where, you know, hey, I have built up this these values, attitudes, and behaviors and emotions that can enable you to overcome any obstacle. Now, here's the flip side of, of mental toughness as well, and uh, which is to me probably the most important. Um, it's not just about during adversity. It's also to maintain the concentration and motivation when things are going well. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about you, but that's whenever, you know, I start hearing the little whispers in my ear. Of, man, you know, you killed it yesterday. You know, man, that workout you got up. Let off the throttle on, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you can let off the throttle today. Okay. Or it's Saturday. It's Saturday. You need to sleep in today. So Don't get up at 4 a.m. to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just like. I, exactly what okay. you're talking about. So historically, back in the day, hey, I might, um, I'm going to start, I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to start exercising, whatever the case. And it might be Thursday. And what does the mind go? You wouldn't want to start that thing on a Friday in the middle of the week. Yeah. It's Saturday and Sunday coming up. I mean, yeah. you want to sleep in, dude. Oh, you yeah. You want to hang. You know, That's wait, right. start that on Monday. That's that guy, polar opposite of mental toughness. toughness. Yeah. Now, what's the correct, what is the mental tough response? We can look at, hey, again, don't look at us, but but pick out people in the world today and you go, hey, what does it look like? I'll go David Goggin. David Goggin ain't waiting till Monday. No. To freaking step on the gas. He's gonna go, uh, yeah, not 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 even wait till lunch. Like it's breakfast. All right, all right it's it's nine. All right, nine oh one on the gas. On the gas. Let's go. No excuses. So yeah, we do that. And and we're 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 sometimes unaware of it because that's just our mental state. Yeah. We're just so daggum complacent Weak. that we don't understand <laughs> what that guy does to us. We don't we yeah. don't even realize it in the moment. We get down the road, baby, no. and go, Man, I should have, I should have. I should have, instead of going, I did. I did. Yeah, well, we're so oblivious to it. But no, then whenever you have your self-awareness heightened to the fact that um, you are keeping yourself back, and the reason you're keeping yourself back is you're listening to something inside of you that is telling you to be complacent, you know. And then once you realize that, hmm, no, screw that, that's whenever you, I guess, can form, I guess, an attitude against it. Because I don't know about you, I'm, I'm mad at at myself whenever I, you know, eat crap and don't work oh, out and I'm, yeah, I get pissed off at myself. Yeah, or find or think about just, it. I mean, or it think, goes much here's a little than just eating and working out. I mean, it's just everything that I suck at. I've been taking a little, uh, I guess, uh, break from social media for close to thirty days now. That's good, and, by the way. Yeah, no, I, that is a hard thing because that well, stuff sucks you in. Here's the deal. My little boy's five. My little girl's fixing to be two. And how dare me sit over there and scroll through Facebook whenever and turn on a, you know, TV or give the, my boy a Game Boy and let him, you know, drift out. I'm never going to get that time back with them. Okay. So time. who am I? Who am I to just sit and check out over there? So to be more intentional with my actions, to be more present father. Um, daddy, whatever you want to call yourself, um, just, I don't know. That's just one of those things I was like, crap, I think I'm going to just not do that and see. You had a realization of what was important and what was not important. Yeah. And the mental toughness. So you realize you identified that guy, your phone and social media manifested itself at that guy at that Mm -hmm. point. And you went. Correct. Uh, I don't need this. I yeah. want it because the mind wants it because it's easy. Yeah, that guy, you it's so much easier to check out. It's, there. Just, it's just real easy. And to what long term damage am I it. doing to the relationship with my kids? And my, you know, where, whenever I'm lying there, because you got to think, man, I'm going to die one day. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's the only getting. So, and either. if I live long enough to go into, you know, some kind of long term for care facility or whatever, am I going to sit there and be like, man, you know what? All that looking at Facebook was really important. It'll mean nothing. Yeah. Now, what if I hadn't, you know, developed a relationship with my kids? Are they even going to come see me while I'm laying there? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what am I doing? There's a lot that don't go see the grandparents and the parents. Yeah. But it goes back to this, and we talk about it, and we're going to get right back on this mental toughness still, but it goes back to this, and that is time. Time is the most precious commodity that we have. Whatever it is that we're doing. 
You don't get those minutes back if nope. you waste you don't your get life. The seconds back. I'm 37, about to be 38. Uh, yeah. I and look it, back in a couple and of I days. Go, you're 38. I've, I've been contemplating this, not that I regret because I don't want to regret because it it, 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 all, it helps everything you've went through makes us all who we are. But you look back at the inefficiencies in your life and you go, man, I missed a lot of stuff there. I sucked at this for a long time. And I don't want to suck at it anymore. That doesn't mean I'm always going to win. Probably more often than not that I'm that I'm not. But the goal is here, and I've got to I've got to reach it. Got to strive for it. Honestly. Got, got it. Got to and got to reach it. So the program that we went through was a mental toughness program. And again, this is just for you know this is what we found. It was through that um, we mentioned it. Mountain I think tough. Like, yeah, mountain tough. We mentioned it last time. Again, if you haven't looked at them up there, they're on the web. You can find them anywhere. Uh, but Mountain Tough, it's a workout program. Well, this workout program, you know, it gets you prepared for, uh, you know, physically prepared for the mountains, but mentally prepared for the mountains. Oh, a little side note. Again, I know I'm the side note guy. I apologize to Chase Rabbit okay. sometimes, but uh, this is life experience. We started okay. really early this morning. We got a lot of time. Okay. A lot of side notes. Yeah. Come on. So 2019, um, I went on my first elk, archery elk hunt. Okay. I'd never been... You know, I'd, I've been driven through the Rocky Mountains once, um, but I'd never been like out like of the pickup truck there. So 2000 so t- time out. What, what caused you to get on that thought process? Of, I want to go elk hunting. Man, it's just a goal in life. I'd always had. So you'd always had the goal. Yeah. No, I'd always had you a just dream. Until you were 34 to try to make something. Yeah. Happen. No, I t- like I said before, I was a, you know, I was an ag pilot, yeah. small business owner. Busy. Yeah, I mean, during the month of September, we were, you know, I was, you know, I was working. There was yeah. no no option there, so I did a career change, yeah. uh, which again was just part of the, you know, refining refining myself to be my best. Started thinking about the time. Yeah, and um, and we'll go into that sometime. But um, so there I am in um, in Colorado, and uh, you know, you read about, you know, we're at sea level, dude. We're in Texas. We're 500 foot above sea level here. Okay. So right. you do all the physical training that you possibly can. Okay. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, I didn't even know what mountain tough was. You know, I just knew that, you know, I'd lost, you know, 40 pounds, you know, yeah. uh, much was, better state was in one of the better shapes of my life. I would say I still wasn't in linebacker shape in high school, but I was in better shape than what I had been, you know, the previous, mm-hmm. you know, eight years of my life or whatever. Right. right. So I get out and I look up and I look down and I'm like, Holy crap, these are freaking mountains. You know, I had turkey hunted in the Arkansas mountains a hills. little bit. In the hills. Yes, in the Arkansas hills. <laughs> and for those of you like, oh, there's mountains they're in Arkansas. They're mountains to me, but yeah, yeah they're, no, they're hills. Uh, get out in southwest Colorado a little bit, and, and you'll yeah. see what mountains are. So you, we get out of the pickup truck at, you know, about 10,000 or so is where we park the truck. You know, uh, I, to say I was overwhelmed. Like, with the magnitude, you're just looking at it, dude, it's, it's, you know, it was mind-blowing for me. So, one, my mind is blown. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, you, I can't get down there. I can't get up here. How, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that, you yep. know, automatically. It's because I'd never done it before, you know. I had never, like, just got out of the truck and started going up, you know. And I'm sure if, you, if you're a mountain person, you're probably thinking, this freaking freaking redneck freaking flatlander okay it was a big deal for me okay it really was but so and our goal was you know i picked us a, a spot on the map and you know based on all my e-scout and i'm like okay this is where we got to get to 60 pound pack you yeah. know and we start going up it and up and up and up and up and we go up over 11.5 drop into this drainage and dude i am i'm physically spent but i'm emotionally drained like i'm like you know what in the world dude i mean like i I had this plan you know here it is i got punched in the face you know we were supposed to go here and camp in this location and and i'm finding myself struggling just like to get anywhere like how can i be you know this was just a base camp that i was supposed to get to we were supposed to hunt out of there no elk no elk sign saw more people than we did by the way found out that uh it's very important in Colorado if you're elk hunting to make sure that you're not on, you know, one of those major hiking trails because there are a lot of people in the woods in Colorado. They're not just elk hunting. I mean, yeah, they're just hiking. They're getting out and enjoying it. Yeah, no, it was like the, one of the major trails in Colorado, you know, and there's like all these people and they're walking up and down the trail. We got our packs on, you know, our bows and they're like, hey, you know, we're cold. 
hey. Touch like, of hey, a learning curve. Like, hey, do y'all know where any water is? Of course, the hikers know. I mean, I guess there's like this hiker network or whatever. They're like, oh, yeah, you go up here and there's some, you know, some water. Because you're up so high, the water's down low. And, dude, to drop down, you know, several thousand feet just to fill up, you know, some water and then go back up there. <coughs> anyways, found out there wasn't any freaking elk up there anyways. <clears throat> so, ne- note to yourself. If you're elk hunting, and you may never do it, but if you are elk hunting, um, it's never really a good idea to search for elk with the 60-pound pack on your back. Now, there's guys out there that do it all the time. It didn't work for me, okay? That was miserable. But anyways, that was my first, like, uh, mental, uh, I guess, block when it came to it. Now, later on in the hunting trip, I'll tell you, it was ended up being one of the... Yeah, I had some success. Uh, yeah, we had some success, most successful hunt of my entire life we put it together found out that you can go up and down uh some things um that you never dreamed that you could just don't do it with a 60 pound pack on your back now it also took us well over 24 hours to get the meat off the mountain but again that's a story for another day uh but that opened up my eyes to the fact that i was not prepared mentally when i got out to the mountain i wasn't i mean it was overwhelming to me it overwhelmed me so much that I wanted to quit and cry. Matter of fact, I mean, I got a, my buddy, my cutting buddy got a video of me and this was day one. And I'm just like, dude, I am zombified. I'm sitting there. I had to build a little fire to seek comfort, you know, and I'm just sitting there. And I'm whipped. like, oh yeah, dude. And he makes fun of me all the time. He was in much better shape than I was. Uh, so now it's this fun little competition every year. Like who's going to kick whose butt on the mountain, you right. know? Um, but anyways, um, so the mental toughness side of things, that's one of the things that the mountain tough does. Not only, uh, you know, is, are they getting you physically ready? They're making you push yourself in training to where whenever you do get there, um, you're, you're, you're just like, Hey, I can, if I can make it through that workout, I can do anything. So, uh, all right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you just alluded to it, but I'm going to ask the question here. Why do we need to be more mentally tough? To tell that guy, no, for me, oftentimes, um, and that's that's really one of the main things. I've got to tell that guy, you know, no in some way, shape, form, or, or fashion, okay? Um, so the guy that uh, that that is working with the Mountain Tough crew, um, his name is uh, is Phil Cornichek. He's got uh, Stonewater um, LLC. Uh, you can look at him up on the internet. He actually helps develop... Uh, uh, people mentally toughness, um, leadership, and all that stuff. But he, anyways, they I guess they just contracted him and just yeah. part of the program. By the way, again, value add here. Mountain tough, you're going to get physical training, you're going to get mental training, and there's going to be some spiritual stuff in there as well. Yeah. Okay? If there's a community of folks. If you don't have a gym that you're going to, you can do this stuff in your That's home right. and all that. Sign up for That's it. Right. And then you'll get access to this 10-day deal of mental toughness that was That's a right. value add there. So For anyways, sure. Ryan and I went over it. We thought it'd be a good idea to kind of highlight some of the things in and our notebook. It was a 10-day, consecutive 10-day program. Yeah, consecutive that was the buy-in ten- on it. Like, hey, this is 10 yeah. days in a row, uh, which required... I mean, hey, for some of you, that might require a lot of mental toughness just to... Yeah, say, hey, I'm going to... do something 10 days yeah. in a row. That might not be a norm for you. Yeah, but put it up... That may be hard. If you do sign up for it or whatever, if you're, a, you know, whatever, just make sure that you go through the process. But uh, and, and the work, the... I, I found that, you know, listening to him talk was one thing. It was good. Uh, but whenever, you know, the, the coursework, and he stresses as like, you're going to get more out of yeah, the coursework. You got to so. do the coursework. They give yeah. a lot of books to read. They give you some some assignments. They give you some things that some of the best assignments I had was just the thinking about some of the questions that were, you know, asked to us. Yeah. You know. So some of the standard stuff, he's like, hey, get a notebook, label it, you know. Uh, the first question, uh, you know, which I thought was kind of the, one of the more fun ones was, who are three people mm-hmm. um, in your life uh, that are mentally tough? So this is where you kind of drill down in your mind, like you think about, okay. Who- Start looking for qualities of people that you admire. Yeah. 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 I think like I, that person is this and I want to be more like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there are people out there that go, I don't really want to be mentally tough? Like I don't. It's not a thing I want to be. Yeah. No, I mean, nobody. There's a lot. It's a mo- conscious decision you think some people would make that go, I don't want to be that, that way. I, don't, I mean, I, I find that hard. It's got to be small. I think it, it, it's got to be a small percentage. I don't know, Because man. that mental toughness is so applicable to, like, every aspect of life. There's not okay every aspect of life. Here's my thoughts. I think that there's a very, very small piece of the population that wants to get better. Yeah. I'm starting to find that out more and more. The more and more, you know, people in them around, the more and more, you know, I don't think. That's that, right. 
Now, there's an even smaller percentage that has that they might want to get better, but there's a smaller percentage that says, okay, what's the next steps to get better? Yeah. And then I think there's even a smaller percentage that says, okay, I'm fixing to implement these steps to get better. There's scientifically, you know, proven ways to get more mentally tough. This Phil Kornacek guy, he knows that. Dude was training, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, elite special operations guys. I mean, there's just, you know, there's a reason that why, you know, our government wanted him to to train some of the most elite forces. You know, there's a reason why, you know, Fortune 500 companies pay him for for the training. By the way, hopefully I'll get a chance to give you a little bit more insight from reaching out to him. We're trying to work together on the organization that I'm part of, um, you know, here in in Texarkana. And we'll let you know if if we end up getting to go through that route. Ryan's going to go go through it as well. So I think he's just an individual that has a tremendous potential to add value and my yeah. life, your life, and everybody else's life. Yeah. I mean, even if you've done a mental, I mean, this guy's got some material that's going to be great for you to yeah. digest. He's He develops take leaders. It in and, and you want to know what we're it. doing, and, you know, if this, if this podcast is about telling you the things, the resources that we've tapped into, uh, just know that, um, you know, Mountain Tough, um, Phil Corner Checks, Stonewater LLC. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and this, I'm just going to throw this in. I know this, hey, this is episode three. Um but this might be your first one checking out. Guess what? You're a leader. Yep. We're going to try to come back that every time. You are a leader. 100%. You're leading somebody leading somewhere. leading somebody. Either to la- lazy down one path or another. Yeah. We're leading them somewhere. Yeah. You're leaving a legacy. Right. So there's going to be a good legacy or, you know. or You get yeah. the opportunity every day yep. to do it. So why did – so at – oftentimes it's the self-reflection. The other question was, you know, like, why do I need to be mentally tough? You know, and, you know, I've got my reasons uh, why. I mean, you're welcome to share some of your reasons why. I mean, no, we can just broadly talk about okay. that. But I, mean, I think, again, I asked that question, hey, do you think most people want that? Well, I I think, I don't know. I'll, I'll throw a number, probably wrong, 90%. I think 90% of people would say they want the qualities of mental toughness, but they may not identify it as mental toughness. I think they want to be able to tell themselves, hey, I'm going to do this today and complete that today. Right? They want to, hey, I'm going to go pay my taxes today and go pay your taxes today. Yeah. You know, even the smallest of things requires mental toughness to execute, do, so that you can do the next task tomorrow. So would you say, why do we need to be more mentally tough? Yeah, for me, it was to reach my full potential. You That's, know, I told you before, you know, I mean, I don't want to be standing in front of my creator and um, um, and say, well, well, you know, I really didn't give it my all. <laughs> so I didn't I listened to listen to that guy way too much. You know, um, I want to be able to say, you know what? I used, utilized all the resources that you put on planet Earth for me to reach my potential. And, uh, you know, oftentimes that means, you know, seeking outside counsel uh, to develop my mental toughness skills. Like it always means that. Yeah, yeah, I think it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we. I don't know if that's possible without seeking somebody wiser than yourself. Mm-mm. And that's why we're pushing. That's why we're pushing this guy and his his thought process and what he what he's trying to do with people. I mean, you know, guys that do this. Fifteen years ago, I might have looked at this and kind of brushed it off. And go, uh, now I look at this guy and go, okay, at, at his core, he is trying to help you and I. That's yep. what he is about. Does he make money from it? So oh, he, has yeah. to, he has to make a living. As you work, as I work, as Colt, we have to make money to provide for our families. Correct. But he is trying to do the hard thing, which is help you and help me and help other people to be their best, best person that they can be. Yeah. Yeah, fulfilled life. Dude, that was right there with mine on why do I need to be more mentally tough so that I can execute on the things that I need to execute. That way I can reach it or have a chance of reaching it before I die. Because it's going to be here really soon. My kid was asking me the other night, he's like, what's a, what's a depreciating asset and an appreciating asset? We were looking at some old cars, and then yeah. we were talking about land. You know, one goes up in value, one goes down in value. And I just said, you know, it's a depreciating asset. Over, which if you have some hot rods, antiques, I mean, those maybe, you know, those maybe the exception to the rule. Yeah. But the average, you know, truck that you buy is going to go to the junkyard one day, get crushed, cut yeah. up, and made into another truck. Oh, yeah. You That's want what's hum- going to happen. You want a humbling experience to go drive around, you know, 
through, uh, I don't know, just anywhere in the U.S. or anywhere in the country. Yeah. You're going to find a dilapidated old house. That was somebody's dream at one point in time. That's that was exactly the new right. build, man. They, they were, were so worried about the cabinet color and the flooring oh, color. Oh, man, yeah. They were nailing it, putting it together. This is this is Passion. our spot, man. And guess what? It's the falling in it's stuff like in. that. Yeah, old rusty cars. They in put the such emphasis on Somebody, the landscape that old, in that house. That old rusty, yeah. Yeah, that old rusty car. Did you see yeah. the junkyard? That was somebody's, you know, had that brand new car smell. Somebody was real excited about that Loved at one it. point in time. It was everything to them probably at that point. Oh, yeah. It was what they struggled. So we just had that conversation, and then we had a little bit of a conversation about ourselves. And I said, hey, dude, I'm 37, about to be 37, about to be 38. It's it's deteriorating. This body is, <laughs> it's, it's, it is deteriorating. Look at my gray hair. It is deteriorating. So we have to be ever aware of that. And that's the was point this Casey you're talking no, to? No, this was Cass, my oh, this eight-year-old. Was, oh, really? Yeah, he's asking. My eight-year-old's asking, asking about, about depreciating and appreciating, <laughs> and I can hardly understand him because when they're eight, you know how they talk. So I'm yeah, no. Did I, I would say something? He's like, no. I said appreciating anyway. But I got to have that conversation, and now, he doesn't understand yet because he's yeah. still growing up. But I'm on the other side of the curve. I'm on the way back down. Yeah. So if I want to get anything done in my life at all. Other than, like Cole alluded to early, a little bit of phone scrolling, a little bit of TV, eat supper like everybody else in the world does, eat a good meal, go to work, come home, go enjoy a basketball game. You know, those are things that everybody in the world takes care of. Um, yeah, I've got to uh, I've got to execute on that timeline every day. So every uh, at the end of every one of these sessions, you know, there's always resources there, That's right. um, and we our where our attention is to go through all of them. I still haven't uh, read the Rock in a Hard Place book, um, but uh, the perf- I'm on the perfect mile right now. That's where they broke the four minute mile barrier, and I haven't got to grit yet, but there's a. Uh, just so many books and that's that's one of the things too so you have to understand that as we develop it's all about you know we're going to have a list of books that we're you know wanting to go through and we found that the uh audiobooks for for me when my commute to work yeah, uh, that's we're, on, we're that's the only way the i can consume the amount of you know books that i want now again Maybe if you have a suggestion on a better platform to get your books, yeah, you know, shoot us an email, email, let us know. I can't find anything that's economical, really. Yeah, no, no, I mean, not. It's I mean, all pay for a service and pay for your book. Yeah, it's pay for a service pay and pay for, for a book. Yeah, I, don't, I hadn't found that. We were, and we're going to search that. When we find it out, we're going to let you know because there's. Yeah. I don't know if. if, if Which I don't mind paying for something. If I'm going to consume something, I, I don't have a problem. I just, it just seems a little rackety. Books are are some of our best resources to be able to uh, open up passages in our mind to develop They're ourselves. Wrong. And, uh, you know, that's as you we're always going to go back to, to books, movies, you know, podcasts, something like that. Some kind of something that you can digest for me. Uh, I need audio books because, you know, man, I mean, that's just it's the only possible way that I can consume the amount of books that I want to consume in 2023. Yes. I have a list wrote down and I looked at it and said, OK, if I read them. Because I'm not a fast reader. I'll take time and I'll go back over and reread yes. and thought process and underline and highlight. You know, I mean, everybody's different. That's what I do. Yeah. It would take me forever to read 20 books. And I have 20 books on my list this year. I've got to consume probably 90% of them through audiobook. Yeah, I'm a very, very slow to. reader. I'm so very, slow. Very slow. It took me. I can read so, fast, hey, but I'm not going to comprehend fast. We were on a vacation on the beach and it took me. And or I'm talking about just me sitting there, you know, hanging out on the beach, reading a book. Dude, I was reading the David Goggins Can't Hurt Me book. Mm-hmm. It took me all flipping week to get that thing read, man. Yeah. I mean, my wife, dude, she'll read a book in a day. No, I can't do it. No, I'm not, not either. Not I'm, possible for my mind. I'm one of those guys. I'm going to read. I'm going to analyze. I'm going to reread. And, and you know, yeah. now I'll be able to tell you what the flipping book says right. whenever I get done with it, but right. it just is so time consuming. So, right. All right. So, what, uh, let's, you want to move on to day two? Day okay, let's two, do what day we two, about? and then uh, yeah, let's just yeah. kind of talk about what that is. So, so right off the, it's got a lot of bullet points right here on day two. Okay. Or at least mine did. So, purpose. That's the first one I have wrote down. Is purpose. What is your purpose? I have it. I'll just tell you. I have it. I, I recently I told, told Cole about this week. I wrote it on the visor. I think I told you about it. I wrote it on the visor of my truck, which was why. Just, just one word. Why? I've been trying to come up with something that would. Just every day, just call me to the mat and go, okay, dude, why are you doing what you're doing? Every little task that we do, why are you doing it? So if you can identify the, what your purpose is in life, achieving that purpose, you're at least going to have a 
a point, a restaurant point, a compass point that you can look at and push forward for. That's one of my main takeaways from that day was that purpose. If we don't have purpose, we can identify our purpose. It's going to be really hard to have something to make you get up in the morning and to make you follow through at lunchtime and to make you push through at nighttime. So I don't want to skip to the bottom, but one of the resources, uh, I want to go back up through it, but one of the resources was the Victor Frankl, Man Search for Meaning. That's just one finished of, it twice. You just finished it twice. I finished it twice as well. Um, one of the main things. Read is, that book. Yeah, read that one. You have to. I've been telling we're, everybody. We're going to go book. on a, we're going to talk about that book specifically. Yeah. It's going to be, a, it may be next time, but it's going to be a podcast. It is, it is phenomenal. Written by a psychologist. One of the, the the main things that stood out to me was, and it was his quote from another psychologist, and in, in, he says, when we have a strong why, we can overcome any how. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that was one of the things that just. Uh, I think it was a quote from Nietzsche. That's it was. That's correct. Frederick Nietzsche. Yeah. German? Prussian? I don't know. Don't know. I think it was uh, German. Might but, be Russian. Uh, one of the, some of the questions were, you know, hey, what am I good at? Um, you know, and you look and reflect like, hey, these are the things that I'm good at. So uh, what do I love to do? A reflection of kind of some of the things mm-hmm. that you, you know, love to do. What, um, you know, who do I respect and why? You know, and then you go through and name everybody. And, um, and then who do I want to be? Now, this is kind of like a forward looking like where am I wanting to develop into? Um, you know, what do your family and friends, you know, the people that give you feedback, what do they say your strengths are? Um, you know, and, and what are, uh, what are some goals in life? And man, I don't know about you. I've got some really lofty goals, man. I feel like I'm put on planet earth. Everybody to, that's to everybody make is an impact while I'm here. I really do, man. And that's why I've got such a sense of urgency about yeah. me. Uh, my dad died whenever he was right. 47. I was 17 yeah. when I got to see how fast life, life can changes. go. And ever since then, I can say that I've had an accelerated like, okay, I'm on this side of the grass. I better get something done. Right. You know. Yeah. A hundred percent. That one kind of hit, that hits me. What do people say? I have, you, you had friends and family wrote down. I just have, what do people see as my strength? And I just added my weaknesses. So again, we go back to that. People are always watching. Yep. So if you want to affect positive change in somebody's life and I've got to think, I've got to go, Hey man, we want to. Deep down, we want to do something meaningful with our existence. Yeah. If you want to affect change, hey, you got to be aware. Not that it's about what other people think, but you have to be aware of how you're perceived in the world. I had a, a hard if, one. If you're a weak person, if you if you yourself can look at yourself in the mirror and go, "I'm weak," I'm I'm missing the boat on this. Assume that the rest of the people are looking at you the same way. I had a hard uh, conversation the other day. Um, you know how I'm perceived, um, and I think it's probably has to do with you know. They don't understand, you know, maybe hopefully they know me by now and understand that I'm coming at them in love. But you know, I kind of came to them in a way of, hey, this is some stuff that needs to get done. Basically, you know, X, Y, Z, yeah. this is where my stance was. And like, right. hey, you know, you seem like you're confrontational. I'm not confrontational. I just see the sense of urgency. And this is why, you know, so I have to be do better about when I'm, you know, addressing someone in the in a setting. Uh, man, I mean, I to me, if, if all the indications say go. We go right, you right. know. Let's if, let's, if, let's if not. The red light changes to green. You don't continue to stay there. You get honked at. Yeah, you roll, and yeah, I'm got to go. Got to go. You check. You look left, right, yeah. then you roll. But I do understand that again. A very small portion of the population has you know that view on things, and you know, I mean, they've never probably been a. I guess around someone that was that I guess driven. I don't know. I have to be careful with because my drive will oftentimes seem pushy and. Uh, stuff. So I'm, I'm working on that. That's a uh, that's who I am. But I'm going to try to refine it some to where it's more. I don't know. Uh, effective, because if I, I don't want to turn people off with my drive. But then again, I'm also not going to stand for complacency either. We can always make ourselves better. There's always things that we need to be done. Right. Um, if the green lights on, you, you go and the green lights always on to me in some way, shape, form or fashion, whenever yeah. it comes to, um, you know, my purpose and my why. We have to execute, man. It's, uh, I mean, I like with you, if because I, I know how you are. If you're not going, you get a little hung up and you get mired down. I mean, if you're, if you're in a truck and you and you get a little bit stuck and you finally get that thing rolling, if yeah. you stop again, no, yeah, that's, you're you got to hit the you're gas, freaking man. done. You got to hit the gas. You got to give it a gallon. I mean, the foot <laughs> foot goes to the bottom of the floorboard, dude. You got to hit it. You do. 
Because if you don't, you're going to bog down again, and then you're done. Yeah. you got to call somebody for help. By the way. You get the momentum. You get the ball rolling. Keep pushing that ball. We it are, will get bigger. We are, uh, I guess, rednecks at heart. We know how to get uh, get trucks stuck and stuff. I mean, it's mm. fun. If you've never done that, uh, I highly suggest that you spend a little bit of time getting some uh, um, some mud on your tires. Yeah, get you some know. mud on your tires and yeah. get your fenders caked up pretty good with yeah. some uh, mud cake. Yeah. So It is an experience because you learn a lot. Yeah. It 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 really is. It's it's a great. Now, if you're driving a uh, Toyota hybrid Prius, eh. maybe not. Maybe wait till you rent that vehicle to go up to Colorado on a ski trip or something. But yeah, uh, go rent you a yeah. four wheel drive pickup truck. <laughs> rent you Z seventy one or yeah. Ford F one. Yeah, have a little fun that way. Hey, I mean, I, dude, I'm sure there's people out there that um, that you know aren't like us. So I know oh, I have to. 100%. Yeah. So. We just understand we come from redneck background. I've, I've never owned a car in my entire life. I've always owned a four wheel drive truck. You know, this was yep. you know from the beginning. So, uh, you actually had a car once, the Mustang. Yeah, well, I mean, it's out. a little different. My dad had a car lot. So I know, kind of, I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. that, I bought that, that was thing. A, I bought that thing at an auction at 16 years old. I'm bidding on it against the the, the old dudes, and I bought yeah. that thing and drove it home. And my dad was not real happy about it. Like he thought it was a bad purchase and. I ended up making about forty percent on it. Yeah, so we went. So good. Do you remember the time you let me drive it? We went down. Uh, remember the time the throttle the, stuck on it when I was on my way to Hooks? I don't remember the time I let you drive it. Yeah, so we went down to the, the manual. Yeah, no, it was five point oh Mustang. Dude, it was bad. It's like a I mean, ninety-two model Mustang. It was the it, at that point in time. I thought, man, I need one to get one of these one day. <laughs> They're so fun to we, drive. We go dude. down to the old, you know, the old basketball. I mean, the old baseball field. I remember. Yeah, we yeah, went down there and we turned around the old baseball field. You're like, all right, get in. And I don't know if it was second or third gear before that thing got straight back in the road. <laughs> but if we man, wadded up in the ditch, we wouldn't have lost a whole t- lot. Tires were smoking. It was so so much fun. But I remember thinking, I was like, and because, you know, it had like the loud, you know, uh, I mean, it had a presence about it, the loud pumps or whatever. Oh, it did. I mean, it was, yeah. a, I mean, those, those little cars were really yeah. small and uh, had a 5.0 engine. I mean, they, I mean they, it was fun. It was a good time. There wasn't a lot of weight there, so you could light the tires up and get sideways real quick, really. Yeah, no, I it mean. It was fun to drive for a 17, 18-year-old kid. Yes, I enjoyed yeah. it. I, I didn't have it. it very long. I think I had that car two months and well, sold it and bought another one. Put it this way, 20 years later, I still remember how I felt whenever I was behind the wheel, so it was impactful. I was driving to Hooks in it one day, and the throttle stuck. Scared the piss out of me. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's simple to think about now. We just slip it, slip it into neutral, neutral. and let it yeah. blows, it blows, but... Uh yeah, scared the crap out of me. I'm going seventy miles down the road. Yeah. Yeah. As she was. All right. So on uh day three, um so this was um probably one of the more impactful uh days for me. It says, um, who would I want to speak at my funeral? You know, so this hmm. is you uh envisioning yourself you know basically dead lying in the cask i don't know about you i'm not gonna put let them put me in a cask i'm gonna make them burn me uh, again i think i've already you told you burnt? That. yeah, yeah definitely going that route but uh so who would i want to speak at my funeral you know and kind of like did you come up with it yeah no i mean you know hey if i if i have my family there my friends some of my co-workers you know because these are you think about all the people that you spend and, and are in contact with you know, in the day, but my clients right. uh, and for sure my kids, you know, I mean, those are like all the people that you sit there and envision coming to your funeral, you know, and like, how would I want them to describe me? You know, and you're sitting here and you're going through like, okay, what, um, I guess what attributes, what are you wanting, what are you wanting to be? What habits are you wanting to have? You know, who are you wanting to be known as? Um, uh, did you, uh, did you get a lot out of day three? Was that one of your oh, day three was good. Every, every freaking day. Yeah. I got, Probably as much wrote down on day three as I've got anything else. Your top values, you get to drill into to what some of your top values were, were going to be? My top three values, I'll just give them to you. It's just three to five, but I've got three, and that's honor, love, integrity. Loving, giving, discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Encouraging, so caring. I, I, yeah. I think a lot. I use it. I don't know if it works. It probably doesn't work for other people because I don't know. I get a real lot of response when I think about it, but I do. I think about Medieval Europe, I think about the kings. I think about those knights that served the kings, and I think about the way that they honored their king. And right, and I and I look at my life, and that's kind of the way I want to approach life. Like I want to be chivalrous to my life. I want to operate by a code yeah. that most people don't. A right, code. I want to have honor. I want to live my life with dignity and honor, honor, integrity, love, grace, mercy, so that, well, because that's the way I want to live my life. But when I get to the funeral, 
You can I think about say, those things. If you've lived your life like that, those are the things they're going to say. This guy was loving. He was giving. He yeah. was an, he was an encouragement. He was disciplined. He yeah. was driven. He was a great leader. Uh, he operated. Everything he did was, you know, honesty and integrity, and he was caring. You know, I mean, those are all the things that, dude, at my funeral, I want to be known for that. I don't want anybody to have to say, you know, make anything up about it. I want them to be compelled to say, hey, I mean, and we've all been to those funerals. Dude, I remember I went to a funeral one time, and, you know, they were sitting there talking about, you know, hey, how much this person, you know, that they felt like they were that person's favorite person in the world. You know, I thought. Yeah. Crap. I thought I was that person's favorite person. Or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was a room like, full of people that all yeah, felt like, like that, 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 that person had that impact that said, Hey, you know, you're important to me. And I thought, like, I thought I was unique, if you will. But I'm like, no, you know, this person, you know, they, they loved everybody. And that's just, you know, that's, that's the way I want to see it. Because by the way, just in case you want to know, I'm not trying to be morbid, but you are going to die one day. Okay. 100%. Sense of urgency there. Okay. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, it's coming. Um, uh, but we've also all been to the funerals that are the other way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They go to check a box because yeah. they knew them, and we even go. There may not be anybody there. I probably. Yeah, well, I need to show up for that one. I need one. to show up yeah. for that one because I, I need to just let for the family, family know that I'm, yeah. I'm here to support them because yeah. I'm not for sure that there'll be enough people to fill up the first page of the visitor's log. Yeah. We've been to those two. I mean, yeah. same, do you want to, is, that, is that what you want to be remembered by? Mm-hmm. Good gosh. I can't imagine that anybody would answer yes to that. So I'm not going to get into all the different uh, books, but uh, there's quite a bit of uh, uh, of books. and, and um, Well, I think we can go over them one at a time, but I mean, we're going to use this platform of books that he recommended. They are on my yeah. list for this year. Yeah, for sure. Hey, here's our host. Our host is up. He's he still got a little bit of sleep coffee. in his eyes this morning there. Good morning. morning. Look, he's bringing his fresh coffee. It's hard to beat that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's Justin Maynard, if you hadn't. Uh, yeah. He's the one that we're in his shop. By the way, hey, just as a side note, Justin, I found out uh, that you have a, a cell phone holder uh, in your crapping room back there in your shop. It's perfect. So I told Ryan about it. So I used the facilities this morning, you know, and yep. there's I put my cell phone up there. You're saying it, that very eloquently. Well, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I'm a dude, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, you, that was by design. You should patent that. No, you're good. No, no, no you're, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm going to check it out. So yeah, basically, you, should, you should go check it so out. So basically, it holds your phone while you take care of your business so that you don't have to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a reason it's there. Because most times when I go over there, I'm going to stick my phone in my pocket. Yeah. Right. And I have the fear that whenever I pull my pants back up, it's, I'm going to put my phone. It's going to go in the poop water. Yeah. So you don't want that to happen. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, no. It, it happens. It does. We were on a job site one time. Uh, guy dropped his phone into a porta potty. No. Guy dropped his phone into a oh, porta potty. So he goes on about his life. So he just leaves it in there, right? Because I'm not going fishing for it. Who would? Yeah. So he leaves it in there. The guy comes and cleans it out, lays it on the floor, uh, lays it on the ground there beside it. Another guy that's on the crew goes and picks it up and says, Hey, I found somebody's phone. You never know, man. <laughs> He's got somebody else's crap phone in his hand. Dude already bought a new phone. It'd been in there like four days marinating in that. <laughs> it was terrible. Everybody's looking at him like, mm, you didn't pay attention to the story a couple of days ago. But yeah, uh, man. So we talked about kind of, you know, that was um, that was kind of drilling in uh, who you wanted to become and, and kind of getting your top values in line. You know, you, if you really want to know what kind of top values you want, you're, you know, think about who, what you want someone to say about you at your funeral. So. You know, there's, again, Seven Habits of uh, Highly Successful People. You know, these are all books that we're going to go through, and, and we may or may not have. It uh, uh, depends on how impactful they are. I'm sure if they're if Phil put them down there as a book, they're going to be impactful. But we'll go through a lot of these. Uh, and, and I just want to touch back. So we talked about, you just asked the question I answered, identify three values. I had honor, love, and integrity. So the next step was kind of what do they look like in action? Yeah. You know, 100%. What do you don't just think about, oh, I just want to have honor. I mean, what does that actually look like? Hey, research that definition. Find books that can kind of expound on that information. Don't just take it face value. Read up, study up. I mean, if they're important to you, then take the time to look at them. Again, mental toughness. Look at them. So habits. So we found that uh, that people are a creature of habits. You can develop good habits. Um, you can also develop bad habits. You can also get a step away from bad habits. Day four was kind of one of those things that we kind of looked at some of the the bad habits that we had. I had, uh, you know, man, I drink a lot of coffee. 
I drank coffee way too much. I had been. And again, after going through this process, I stepped back on what I, how much I drank. Social uh, media uh, and then uh, eating poorly. So this was all kind of uh, part of it. So what and then, you know, like, what can I do to, to you know, do do better consistently work out consistently, um, you know, go to bed early instead of looking at uh, social media. Um, and then, of course, you know, waking up early, that's always a good habit to have right. as well. Isn't it ultimately just any replace bad with good? Yeah, that's it. I mean, because you're, cause you're always going to look gonna, at it, compare and contrast. All right, so you're going to do something just, consistently. Yeah, just whatever the case. Yeah. W- whatever. You do something seven times it's a habit. Seven times it's a habit? Okay. Seven times it's a habit. All right, so what about, uh, let's go back to 60. Uh, what, how many stars did Jess have to get? Was it 63 stars? Something like that. I don't like remember. That? Yeah, so my my little boy, um, he was um, struggling with obedience, and I can't I can't remember. We did the star chart, and I googled somewhere that you know it takes sixty some odd days um, to to develop you know um, I guess a, a routine of right. you know. So, anyways, right. over that uh, time frame, uh, he would get a star for each day that he was obedient. That when he got, you know, all of his stars in the line there, if he didn't, if he, you know, parked up, he didn't get a star. You know, that's right. the other thing that I'm trying to ingrain him as well. It's like, hey, if you want a reward, there is, you know, you put in the effort and energy to get the reward. But anyways, finally, the dude got his BB gun. And, you know, and that was the whole deal is, you know, I said, hey, buddy, if I'm going to get you a BB gun, you're going to have to be able to be obedient whenever I say we're always going to point in a safe direction. You know, we don't shoot cats and dogs and, you know, neighbors and stuff. You know, I mean, you know, what I'm saying? the typical boy stuff, you know, yep. we don't point at anybody, you know, gun safety yada 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 because when i put the gun in his hand you know he's gonna have to one start listening to dad to learn how to you know operate with it and then you know go forward so i try to create good uh, good habits for him before putting uh, a weapon in his hand of course he's you know he's five now and he still is not unsupervised with the bb gun but he knows uh gun safety so so I just want to point out a book here. I don't know. I don't know if this is on Cole's list, but I have purchased it, and I read little tidbits every day, and that's Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. I hadn't read that one yet. You know who Marcus Aurelius was? No. Tell me. Roman emperor. Uh, I don't know year of the date, but he was also a philosopher. Okay. He recorded a lot of his uh, right teachings. So the Roman elite, they went through school, kind of like we did, but they went through school of philosophy, right? They, they taught them this is the thing. So that's kind of, he, he recorded those of Seneca and some other prominent people. He just kind of put them into a book. And it's just, that's, that's basically what it is. You know, good thought process, good confirming things that we can do. And uh, so that, I mean, I think it needs to be a book that we examined at one point, but that's, uh, that's that. I had it wrote down here from what Phil had in our notes. I tell you, I, the, on the, the meditation side of stuff, I've tried, you know, I, I, again, I'm a Western guy. I appreciate what they do, you know, in Eastern religion. Yeah. But I have tried to do the meditation thing. It's really, really difficult for me. It is. Uh, I don't last very long. No, 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 no. I mean, you to like to shut everything off. It's hard. And to get into a, um, well, what people actually call meditation. For me, being a Western guy, dude, I struggle with You're that. You're closer it's, to it, though. I haven't turned off social media. Y'all well, try it again. Okay. That, and that was part of the things like, what can I do? You know, I need to, you know, figure out how to, you know, how to relax mentally. You know, though, again, part of that comes into, you know, um, you know, figuring out how to meditate, you know, of course, spiritually, you know, pray more, uh, you know, social. I need to, you know, always have a smile on my face because who wants to, you know, be around somebody that's, you know, you're trying to all these habits that you have, you know, physically, you know, work out every day. I mean, we have a, you know, everything. We're physical, mental, spiritual and social beings, you know, and we always have to be you know, looking at that. But Atomic Habits is one of the books that we're going to be, you know, looking at the power of habit. Man, there's just so much information i do there's so many books that's why we want to go back to the to consume amount of the the amount of books that that we you know are going to consume uh that we have a list here i mean again we're having to tap into you know when we're driving back and forth to work we're having to turn on uh you know bluetooth you know uh bluetooth thank god is in you know most automobiles today that way we can consume all this material because there's just you know, there's not enough hours in the day to be able to get up, work out, spend time with your family, go and, you know, um, do your thing at work and then come back and, you know, and then read, you know, I mean, for me, us, us personally, as slow readers, you want to move on to, to day five. You got anything else to say about day four? Uh, that's a lot of information that we're trying to consume. We might ought to go through five through 10 on the next. Okay. Deal. We're at about an hour, but 
Uh, have, have we been talking for? Been talking for an hour. Been talking We're for a flipping hour. Nine minutes. Okay, we'll but, shut it uh, down and we'll we'll just come back. Circle back. back kind of, yeah. you know. Just kind of summarize there. Yeah. But, uh, so again, if you got nothing else out of the podcast, what we're doing to develop ourselves is we are reaching out and looking at people who do this, who help people get uh, get mental toughness. Uh, and there are, I guess, if you will, accredited. Again, the guy's name is Phil Cornercheck, Stonewater LLC. Uh, he was uh, contracted by the Mountain Tough people. We found him through Mountain Tough. And that's the workout programs that, that we're going through to develop mental toughness as well. So, again, those are our resources. He's given us tons and tons of books that we're trying to give you a way to figure out how to consume for us. We're trying the Audible deal. Probably can't, just can't read them all, so try it out. If yeah. You, if you look at that and you get inspired to read 20 hey, books this year, maybe you, you need to try Audible. If you've got a way, again, to consume, um, you know, 12 bucks a month. I'm just saying that's 144 bucks a year that you know of that's going to be, you know, as affordable and, you know, audio because I, again, I got to have somebody reading to me because I'm driving, right. you know, I can't read and drive at the same time. That just wouldn't be good for anybody on the road, you know, or myself. Um, but if you have a, a way of doing that, send us an email. What's our email address, Ryan? I'd be developing leaders fourteen twenty at gmail dot com. Okay. Send yeah, us, share that with us. Send us that. We're going to get to, uh, we're just, Mentioning all these resources, obviously, uh, we're not mentioning them um, and saying you need to go look at them if we're not. So during this yeah. time that we do the next podcast, we'll have another one. The Victor Frankel, Man Search for Meaning, um, you know, we're going to do a, a podcast on that. I don't yeah, know how else to do that. Might do it next time, might do it two times, but we don't even read know. it twice. But uh, we do want to go through more resources and stuff. We'll just figure out a way to, to, to digest this thing. But um, one a lot of information, time. I mean, it's, you know, it's. It's work. It's not easy. It doesn't help that it's been a, a month since we've recorded. So uh, there's like, like a million things to talk about. and There's just no time to do it. So so I, I think back to the email that Phil sent. And I think down at the bottom of it, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going off. No, I'm not looking at it. Yeah. ISIS was easy. This was hard. Yeah. ISIS was easy. So that resonated with me because I look at ISIS <laughs> and go, holy crap, man. That is, dude, that's, that's an uphill mountain. That's like climbing Everest to me to right, to pack your whatever weapon yeah. M4, get your gear on to get in the condition mentally, physically, spiritually to go over there and combat yeah. that for your country. We're talking about honor to integrity and purpose. Yeah. And then I look at that versus waking up on time. Yeah. Doing a hard thing throughout the day, whatever your hard thing is. That seems so much that, well, you know, you know why? Because he's got to a point to where he can disciplinely. More disciplined, execute every day. In five minutes or less, I know this is open up. I don't know the can worms, and we're fixing to wrap this up. <laughs> but uh, tell us about your hard thing uh, that you did uh, yesterday. Hmm. Well, I didn't really want to talk about it, but we'll go ahead. I so. know you do want to talk about it. That's why I brought it up. So I've been telling Cole for about a week and a half. Week to months. two. Months. All right, we'll go. Months. I've been keeping up with I think it. he's lying. I'm gonna no. Go, I can remember a week and a half. No. We'll go 10 it, days. All right, 10 days to 200 days, somewhere in there. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Just give, somewhere. give or take a it's day close. It's close. It's yeah. close. So I've been telling them I'm going to get a cold plunge. And, well, I've got a lot of cattle troughs at the house. So I went over and found an extra one yesterday. We're in Texas. He's a cowboy. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, people get baptized in them down here. No big deal. That's right. Uh, so I did rinse it out, gave it two good once-overs. It still had some grass clippings in it, yeah. but that's okay. I mean, it's, it's fine. So I filled that thing up with water, and it is pretty chilly down here. What was it? Pretty chilly yesterday. It was chilly yesterday. It so was like 71 day, 50 the next. Yeah, so I filled it yeah. up with water and, and and put a bag of ice in it. And uh, and I got in there and did a cold plunge, and I lasted one minute, and one one minute was the goal. I lasted one minute and one second. That's by the time I you know jumped out of there as fast as I could. But okay. as I got into that thing, uh, when I got, well, I stepped in it, so I came up to about mid-thigh. My mind immediately said, get the hell out of here. <laughs> the body said, get yeah, out of here. This is not a good This idea. is not comfortable. Yeah. No. Get so out. I had to, you know, right at that point, I had a, I had a choice. I could be a, a punk yeah. or I could go ahead and so I crossed my arms and sat down in there and yeah. dude, I know some of you listen like I do that every day or I've done that or I've got an ice bath after an athletic event. You know what? Yeah. Hey, good job. I had, uh, <laughs> it was freaking tough, man. I had to, that, that minute was, I had so many thoughts go through my head of, Dude, just get out of the freaking water. Yeah. To, dude, if you get out of the water, you're punk. Yeah. So that, that I was guy, who's telling you, clash. who's telling you to get that out? Guy. That guy. I was having an internal clash of how to respond yeah. to this shock of my system. Yeah. And my toes hurt for an hour after. I yeah. can still feel the coldness on my shins. Yeah. And, but, but most of all, while I was in there, I had to focus on what I was doing. Yeah. And in that, 
focus on what I do. And I did have heightened awareness because I was watching my breathing like I've never never yeah. had trouble breathing before, but the yeah. cold water just took it away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sub 40, uh, sub 40 water. Okay. It's freaking when, cold. When are you doing it again? Uh, I'm going to do it for the next seven days. Okay. I want to hear, uh, obviously. And I'm not adding any time to it. We're going to do it. One minute is the goal for seven days. I'm not, <laughs> hey, whatever. Maybe you do. I think Joe Rogan does five. Yeah. Ten, I don't know what he yeah. does every morning. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there's another resource. Hardcore individuals, all I can say, because I just another, did a minute and I was like, holy crap. I mean, I, when I got out, I jumped out. Like, I mean, I, yeah. it's a three foot side and I, yeah. I hit that no, baby I, like a hurdle coming out of that. I was out. Yeah. It was freezing. Yeah. But it was hard. My kid asked me, my eight-year-old, yeah. we were getting ready to go to a ball game last night. He had a ball game. I coached his team. So he's like, Why, why'd you do that? I said, yeah. because it's hard. Mm-hmm. He just kind of looked at me. He come back, I don't know, three, four, five, six times. I don't know. Yeah. And just kept asking the question but not understanding the yeah. answer. Well, why, why why did you do it, though? Why? I said, because it's hard. Yeah. Cause and it's later so, on that night, because I got him to say, hey, I'm going to do it. So later on that night, I said, hey, dude, it's time to go get your cold punch. He's like, I, yeah. I'm not. Maybe I'll put my foot in. I said, dude, I did it because nobody else will. Yeah. Like, I had yeah. I had to for me because everybody yeah. else goes, ooh, it's too cool. Right? Not that it makes me better than anybody, but yeah. because everybody says no, I had to try it. I That's had to right. see if I could do it. Yeah. Without punking out. Yeah. And I did it. I did day one. It was really hard. Day two is probably going to be harder. Yeah. Knuckle bumps for you. Oh, yeah. You did. Appreciate it, it man. Yeah, because now you know there's this anticipation. Now you know how bad it's going to suck. And I've done a little bit of research. There's quite a few health benefits to it as well. I'm yeah. going to try to tap into that a little bit okay. more and see. Uh, uh-huh. I'll report back. Maybe right. next podcast I've got seven-day body of work and some health benefits. I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited about it, too. Okay. It's just doing Maybe a hard thing. Maybe we should do a podcast while you're in the cold plunge. It won't last long. <laughs> It'll be more of a trailer. It's not going. You're not going to get a lot of information. Yeah. Me shivering and you talking, maybe. There you go. But, I mean, I have watched Joe Rogan. Like, okay. it popped up on the YouTube feed or Facebook feed. Like, he's getting in there, and he's, like, moving his ass out of the way, and it's yeah. just calm and collected. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. He's a human just like me. We have the same makeup. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, he's not. Man says he's built different. I don't know. What do you think? Well, that drives me to about day seven. I've got to, I've got to, you got to rebuild yourself. I've got to literally put a chunk of ice in there and uh, yeah. play paddle ball with it while I'm in there. Right. See if I can move around. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Um, send us uh, some feedback. We've got an email address. Again, that's uh, developingleaders1420 at gmail.com. You yep. can also check us out on the web, developingleaders1420.com. Uh, website's up. We are going to start putting this information on the website yep. we've got a guy that's going to take care of that for us hey these yep. books victor frankel man search for meaning that's going to come up on there i think it's frankel 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 i don't know i'm an american he was I austrian know. or german yeah i know eastern european hey the guy on audio books he always you know had a, he has a good accent he does have a good accent i liked accent. it it was easy to listen to it was very easy yeah. to listen to twice listen to it check four it out. hours and 40 minutes i think of listening time yeah a lot of us have commutes. You can knock out four hours and 40 minutes in exactly four hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, that's how long it takes just, you. It won't, it won't be long. <laughs> if it, you do it twice. If you do it twice. <laughs> you double that time. <laughs> that's right. It'll right. be easy peasy. All right, man. Thank you. Y'all have a good week.